The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Yes, this is the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 197. That right. Yes. Sure is. Hey, you know what? I got a new idea for Halloween costume. Oh, all right. Now this ought to be good. Yeah, it is good. And topical and timely. Well, as you know, uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren uh, just uh, released the DNA results of a test yes. that uh, she claimed proved her heritage to being an Indian. It did. All it did was prove that she's less of an Indian than the average white American. No, no that's not... No, no, it stop is. right there. This is proved and Donald Trump owns her one million dollars. Oh, no, he don't. And of course, typical scam oh. artist and liar. No, 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 no. He's welching on the deal. This just shows who the fraud is here. Oh, God damn it, Daddy. No, no, that was all a lie. Well, no, Red, uh, Trump did uh, say that he would donate one million dollars. Yes. To a charity of Miss Warren's choice. Yes. If she could prove uh, Native American uh, heritage. Which she did. Uh, to and specifically the the Cherokee trunk. What? Uh, so she took this test, and the results show that she's zero point zero nine percent. Uh, has some Native American ancestry. Now, uh, the Big genetic deal. signatures uh, trace it to Central America, but that's still uh-huh. uh, Native American, but it but, doesn't yeah. place her anywhere near the Cherokee. Uh, well, she based her claims uh, on this by uh, grandparents, saying because she had high cheekbones. She does. Uh, that made her Native American. And uh, well, also, another story she told was uh, this romantic fairy tale about her parents uh, uh, wanting to get married but that the uh, racism of yes. her uh, father's parents, yes. so yes, she threw her own grandparents under the bus, uh-huh. uh, said well, that they didn't want their son marrying some Cherokee woman. Oh my and God. so they had to elope yes. and uh, live happily ever after yes. uh, uh, together. Since. Oh, it's so, so it's wonderful. Uh, that was uh, the deal uh, that she yes. spread around. Of course, it's complete and utter garbage. What? And uh, she no continued Cherokee. to hold... Mask to the lie, and originally oh, all she had man. to do was say, "Hey, look, it was a family story I told. Maybe I was uh, foolish and to just accept, uh, you know, family lore." Uh, <laughs> and I'm sorry for any uh, uh, discrepancies no. or uh, no. uh, any insolence that might be derived from this to the Cherokee no. Nation and what no. have you. No, no, right. uh, she wrote this, and uh, now she's the Boston Globe uh, seems to be backing her up that she didn't use these uh, tall tales. Uh, to get her uh, some advantages from affirmative yeah, action programs with uh, the university oh, system where she worked, even though uh, Harvard is on record uh, declaring her their first tenured professor woman of color. So, oh, man, huh, come how on. about that when she's whiter than the average white? Oh, yes, as now, Red put it, she uh, has less Amer- Native American uh, ancestry than the average white American no, in no. these United States. That's so, uh, very yeah, foolish for her to hold on to this no. and to uh, ballyhoo it around. Uh, she she does hold an apology to the Cherokee Nation. Yep. And uh, as far as uh, any money that Trump may or may not owe her, it's pretty much uh, come out to the, uh, according to the math, 
Uh, this would result in about $900. So I guess Trump should write a check for $900 to the Cherokee Nation. No, no, stop that. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but, but he moved on to Horseface. Uh, oh, yeah. my God. That was yeah, outrageous. Yeah, he called uh, Stormy Daniels. Yes. Uh, he should porn be star ashamed. Horseface. And, of course, this is an outrage yes. uh, from people, even though she referred to his penis as a mushroom. <laughs> and, of course, all the jokes about his appearance is perfectly acceptable. And, uh, and of course, uh, rap videos uh, of his wife having sex with a rapper uh, uh, dancing around naked in the old office while Trump flies off to some meeting somewhere. God yeah, that's perfectly it. fine. Uh, you can sexualize and uh, engage in sexual fantasies about his wife. Uh, well, and that's perfectly fine. Is. There's no condemnation oh, here. Uh, but uh, you got to understand the rules. It's do as I say, not as I do. What? And uh, Democrats can... Republicans can't. And oh, that's that, that's I'm the so way it sick is, of that. and uh, yeah. that's what you have to expect. So, uh, you can cry double standard to them all the time. I will, but they don't care. Nope, <laughs> they don't. Yes, they're horrible can. people, yeah. and they're sitting there and they're gonna what? hold fast to some idiot, crazy woman like Elizabeth Warren. Oh my God! When her whole story went up in a smoke signal. Oh my God! Well, that's true. Now, that's true. You know, this is just demonstration of how. Fennigan, Trump is what? that he would immediately attack this woman after, you know, something didn't go quite her way. Oh, and yeah. She, uh, uh, called yeah. her a terrible name like that. Oh, uh, yeah. You just want to, just trying to cover over what happened here. She lost, Lefty. Oh, that judge that, threw that frivolous lawsuit right out of the oh, court that, in order to pay Trump's legal fees. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she lost. Lost. That still doesn't excuse calling her a horse face. That is just not right. Should have called her sloppy tits. Oh, my God. That is outrageous. You, you just can't body shame someone like that. I mean, gravity will get you, too. Come on, now. Uh -huh. Come on. Well, anyway, as I was trying to explain earlier, oh, please. this new costume idea is uh, for you ladies out there. Uh, oh, and men who identify as women. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, you take a, a Indian lady costume. Oh, no. And, uh, but you wear that. a blonde wig underneath the black wig. What? And you wear some glasses. And you go and name yourself Focahontas. Oh, <laughs> oh God, yeah. no, yeah, That's no. going to be a good one. That's what everyone should do. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, keep it going. No. We'll do it yeah. next year, too. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. Yeah, well, nice. Dad, you know yeah, what? This good. is good. What? You need to go dressed as a mushroom, an what? orange one. <laughs> oh, God, no. God damn it. No. I mean, Elizabeth Warren, she defrauded a whole Indian nation. No, she a tribe. did not. No. Uh, Trump's, uh, well, manhood description. <laughs> uh, that's not insulting a, a whole race of people. So uh, it, it ain't right. No, that's wrong. Well, uh, that's some interesting costume ideas there, Red. And it's uh -huh. true, Red, uh, since Elizabeth Warren does have her sights on the White House, oh, God, uh, it could be a costume that could be used for several years to come now. That's right. And uh, I suppose, Lefty, you mean the same for uh, the, the, the Mushroom Trump costume, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? What? No! Not for <laughs> oh, you! Got it. Yeah, come on, right. here, he'll be in peace! No, he ain't! No! No, get ready, Lefty! Oh, yeah, you no. can have your little mushroom costume, 
But you can right. do it for eight years. No. Well, uh, I guess six now because you already done two. So six oh, yeah. years. No, no. No, it ain't. You're going to have to deal with So no, have I'm fun not. with your little orange mushrooms. No, he's done. Whoop dee Whoop dee yeah, 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 well, you, you're so happy. Yep. Well, get ready for the eight years of your little folk. Oh, and it's got to be red. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, go ahead again. All right. Let's go. Dream on. My backup studio. here. And here. And, okay, here we are. So, I thought I would review a movie I saw, a new movie. Uh, well, it's been out a while. Uh, the Nun, which is part of the Conjuring universe. And uh, so I'll talk a little bit about the Conjuring universe uh, after I talk about The Nun. Uh, very briefly, really. Um, I, I've liked some of the Conjuring movies. In fact, most prominently was the, the two Conjuring movies, the Conjuring 1 and 2. Uh, I thought the Annabelle one was just awful. Uh, it was just, just boring. It just didn't really, it was just, yeah, it was stupid. Uh, I didn't see the other Annabelle one. There's another one. Uh, but, uh, the nun is one is a character they kept referring to, especially in Conjuring 2, having to do with, uh, the main heroine based on, uh, uh, what's her name? Lorraine, Lorraine Warren. Yeah, it's Ed and Lorraine Warren. The Warrens were these, uh, uh, paranormal investigators uh, from the 70s. They came to prominence most mainly because of the anti-Mobile horror story <laughs> that uh, that was based on, uh, which they didn't really have a whole lot to do. But uh, And uh, so uh, they went through with this for this uh, Conjuring series and uh, basing it on them, uh, which I'll get into is why I think that might have been a mistake since they're now being sued <laughs> by people who are claiming uh, the different stories that those people were involved in. And it might have been better to just make up a couple that's loosely based, because clearly this is all loosely based on them, even though the Conjuring movies are based on actual stories that, this, that they apparently uh, investigated. Um, but come on. <laughs> it's, it could not have been anywhere near as bizarre and fantastic as what happened in those films. So, uh, yes, loosely based, but probably should have been completely fictional in the sense that they just made up some characters. But I guess uh, the the tagline of based on a true story, which goes all the way back to the Animeville horror movie, uh, when the real story is nothing of the sort. Uh, but it, you know, it has a draw to it. Same thing with Exorcist. You know, they say, well, that even that's very loosely based because the original story involved a little boy, not a girl and so on and so forth. But, yeah, it does have a draw, I suppose, uh, for the film that you go in. And it's a horror film, but uh, it's also true, you know, and it's, well, no, it isn't. <laughs> and so now here we are with The Nun, where uh, the previous movie showed that Lorraine was being tormented by this vision of some uh, a demonic apparition that looked like a really creepy nun. And, boy, I'm blanking on the name of the actress who plays The Nun, but, well, man, boy... <laughs> And I mean, as a compliment, I mean, she really comes across as this uh, monstrous looking creature. <laughs> uh, and of course, you know, makeup and everything. But uh, so uh, the story is uh, that there was this castle, uh, medieval castle, 
uh, owned by this duke who was into the occult. And so he conjures up this demon uh, named Valak. And uh, some Christian knights show up and uh, kill all his people and uh, stop the demon and seal it up in that in the floor or basement or what have you of that castle using uh, the blood of, of Jesus, the actual blood. They had this uh, con- uh, goblet or whatever it was that had his blood in, and uh, they're able to use that and sprinkle that on it and it, it, it bound the demon uh, to that uh, uh, castle. And after which uh, it became a convent and these nuns were uh, burdened with having to pray and in shifts over and over again to maintain and to keep that demon trapped. Um, uh, Which there again, uh, I'm wondering if, if, if the franchise continues on, they might want to revisit that where they tell the story of these knights, you know, which I imagine it doesn't really say it. I don't think that they were the Knights Templar, but uh, you could go into that whole lore where, yes, there were the Knights Templar, but did they do the fantastic things that, that the myths about them do? Yeah, probably not, but uh, it, it works for the purposes of this narrative of, of being uh, dependent on previous uh, myth and lore. Uh, so, that's the the deal. That's what they find out. Uh, the, the movie begins where there's you know, something terrible has happened. The, the, the demon has managed to wipe out uh, most of the nuns uh, by the 1930s. Uh, I mean, obviously centuries have gone by. And we're in the 1930s where the movie opens. And there's only two nuns left. And uh, one of them, it wipes out the last. And the last nun, she kills herself by hanging herself outside the, uh, the castle. Uh, because... Uh, if the demon caught up with her, it would possess her and, and escape into the outer world with her. I, I assume that was the plot. It gets a little uh, troublesome about what exactly was the uh, the intent of the demon. You know, uh, it was did it want to escape the castle and get to the outer world? It would it would seem so. So uh, so okay, the the body of the nuns discovered, and this gets back to the Vatican. So they send this uh, priest who's uh, schooled into investigating these weird, dark, sinister things, and this young uh, 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 woman who's not quite a nun. She's training to be one. I forget the actual dialogue. I'm not Catholic, so I don't know what station she's in. But anyway, she accompanies him because they've said, oh, she's had uh, uh, visions and whatnot, so she might be helpful. And of course, uh, she is. Uh, so they go there and the, the man who uh, found the body that he's with them off and on and they investigate the, the castle. And, 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 and this is where uh, the Conjury movies have been very good. They're very good at atmospherics and that sort of thing in mood. And they've so far cast very well. Uh, the, the performances of the actors are very good. And, and that's a saving grace for the film. And, uh, the young, uh, woman who's, primarily the star here uh and i kept thinking when i saw the trailer i thought she was like a younger version of lorraine i didn't know lorraine's history i thought oh maybe because the warrens are catholic so i thought oh maybe she tried to be a nun and then ended up getting married anyway and and didn't work out um and I said, because the, she does look like a younger version of her, but she's not. She's a totally different character. It turns out I didn't pay attention to the names or anything, <laughs> but she's the younger sister of the actress who plays Lorraine in The Conjuring movies. <laughs> and I was reading an article about that where they said they almost passed on her for the part, but for that very reason, but they said she did so well in the audition. They did, they didn't want to let her go. So, and, and, and they were right. She, she does very well, even though it's not that great of a movie, <laughs> but she's very good. And, um, 
Hopefully she'll have a good career. I know her from uh, American Horror Story. The best of the American Horror Story was the first season, and she was in that. And uh, so she's a good actress. She does very well and uh, should have a promising future ahead of her. Um, and uh, there's a lot of interesting things where she's more of, of what you refer to. There's a lot of this attempts of pushing uh, uh, female characters into male role models today and calling that feminism or whatnot, whereas she uh, performs uh, uh, the role of a woman uh, and uh, as a female hero, and she does that very well, and she plays up the part of the heroine uh, that's classic and normal <laughs> you know, and regular instead of her becoming the man or anything like that. Uh, no, she doesn't. And she ends up winning today, uh, in, in this movie as bad as it was, but she does it. Um, the movie, of course, plays on this business of the blood of Christ, which is still there. It's hidden within the castle and they've got to find it in order to stop, uh, the demon from, uh, coming forth. Uh, it turns out all the nuns at the castle, uh, they go there and they're still there. They're not there. As I said earlier, you, you don't realize that at first, but of course, uh, spoiler. Yeah, there's spoilers all over the place <laughs> in this. I should have said that earlier. I'm terrible about that. Um, but the nuns are all dead. There's no one there. Uh, they meet the head, the abbess of the, uh, of, uh, of the, I guess the mother superior of, of the convent there. And turns out she's dead. She's been dead all along. The, the corpse is being used by the demon to uh, mislead the priest and the girl and uh, the uh, whatever he was. I don't know. They call him Frenchy because he's French Canadian. I forget what his job. I guess he's just a driver or something. But anyway, they're all fooled by it. All kind of things. And the guy gets buried alive and this sort of thing. And it seems a bit uh, ridiculous. But then again, it's all supernatural. So I guess you're just supposed to accept it. And a bunch of jump scares, which it got a lot of uh, criticism for. Uh, there's going to be jump scares in horror movies. That's the nature of the business. Uh, but it just seems every other second there's one. Uh, that was a bit much. But uh, ultimately, uh, the idea was that this uh, container of uh, uh, Christ's blood is to be used to seal up the uh, the creature again. Um, but the creature manages to trick the young nun. She does get her right. The, the priest, she asks him to go ahead and confirm her as a full-blown nun. And so she's a nun. So uh, at the end there, they're going to take on the demon and try to trap him. And uh, she ends up walking uh, into a pentagram that the demon had waiting for. And, oh, she's trapped now. So the demon is able to possess her. And then uh, the Frenchie shows up and attacks the girl now possessed by the, the demon. And he has... The, the 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 Christ blood puts it on her and all that frees her, and then the uh, the demon fights off him and uh, knocks him away, and then the the girl is fighting with uh, the demonic nun and she's in her full regalia and everything now, uh, and uh, she chokes the girl and then sees the goblet that's supposed to have the uh, Christ blood in it and it's broken and there's nothing in it and she's like ah well. <laughs> I've won, you know, and then, oh, the girl swallowed or took the blood into her mouth and spits it. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> I thought that was some form of blasphemy onto the demon and oh, the demon melts away and they win. Uh, meanwhile, the priest uh, got blinded in one eye by the demon in a fight, but that's other part of the story. But it's mostly for that point that the, uh, the girl wins by doing this. Um, 
this is uh, some of the ideas that come out of uh, Catholicism and, and uh, medieval lore and uh, like uh, the Holy Grail and stuff like none of that is really biblical. Um, the idea that if you even had a drop of Jesus's blood, that it would do magical tricks. <laughs> it's kind of counter to the message. <laughs> it's, it's, um, there's no relics. There's no magical uh, amulets or any of that stuff. That's all the stuff of myth and legend. And uh, it fits in and it's kind of using Christianity and, and merging it with old uh, stories like that. And uh, so here it is, reappears for the purposes of the movie. So that's kind of stupid. But even so, if you just accept all of that, the the demon uh, was able to possess several people, even dead people. Um, it seems the demon could have left <laughs> at any time. And I, I couldn't quite get if the idea was that the blood was necessary to keep the, the actual demon in physical form from coming out of hell, I guess, uh, in, in the floor there, I, I'm not entirely certain that that's what the demon was trying to do, that it wasn't trying to possess uh, people per se. It was trying to be, not need to possess anybody. It would be in its full form and walk away from the castle out into the outer world and, I guess, bring about the apocalypse or whatever. I don't know. Um, but I, I, maybe I missed something, but it, 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 that wasn't exactly clear to me because it seems like the demon could have left at any time. So I guess we're kind of, it's a very stupid demon. <laughs> and, um, and then, uh, the big deal and also to, uh, match it up with the conjuring story was that turns out, uh, the French, Frenchy, uh, guy, uh, he's possessed at the end of the movie. They just don't realize it as they're leaving and they're all happy and they're going to go back home and everything. And he's deciding he's going to return to Canada. And we realize that he is the younger version of a man that Lorraine Warren uh, attended an exorcism over. They, that was footage that was shown in the first Conjuring movie where uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren are given a a, a, a uh, what a presentation on their work to a, a college class, and they're showing footage of an exorcism that they attended and performed on this man who was possessed, and that's the older Frenchie. That's who he was. He was still possessed by a Valak at that point, and as Lorraine is there, that's when she gets her first vision of this uh, nun creature, and so that's how they explain it. There's talk of a nun, too, so I suppose it'll maybe explain some of this, but your movie should be able to explain things better in detail uh, and not depend on another movie to come fix it later. Uh, so I'm not entirely certain what the thinking was <laughs> for the demon when it could have possessed anybody at any moment and left a long time ago. So my guess is, is that they were suggesting that, yes, it would have arrived in physical form. I don't know, horns... <laughs> And tails and everything. I don't, you know, <laughs> would crawl out of that hole at the bottom of the castle. I don't know. But that's the only conclusion. I but there, it, it that's why I'm saying it's a weak film and doesn't quite work. I will say it was more enjoyable than the Annabelle movie, uh, the first one. I, again, I haven't seen Annabelle uh, Creation, I believe it's called. I haven't seen that one. Um, because it, it, but so again, it's atmospherics and the performances. Uh, worked out a lot better and i can't say that it was completely as stupid as annabelle was with the you know uh, what's her name uh alfred woodward killing herself and all that. and yeah it but this one uh worked out a little bit better than that one but still weak uh story-wise and plot and just mood and atmospherics which they do well but it's you've got to have 
a, a, a beginning, middle, and end plot structure story uh, to seal the deal, and it just didn't. So, um, unless you're really deep in the woods for uh, the Conjuring uh, universe, uh, I would pass on this one. Um, so it's, it's in mood and atmospherics. That's not enough. That's good for a, you know, a two minute music video or something, <laughs> but not a whole movie. Uh, it's a shame because all the actors, uh, did very well. And, uh, gee, I hope it doesn't hurt their careers. Uh, I don't think it will. And, um, but, uh, I, I don't think this means it's, uh, it damages the conjuring universe so much. So as, as, other attempts at shared universes have like the DC universe and then poor dark universe where the universal monsters were supposed to make a comeback, comeback in a new modern take on them in a shared universe. And it died on arrival twice. <laughs> they did a Dracula one. It failed. They did a mummy one recently. Tom Cruise, it failed. Uh, no one has been able to repeat the uh, model of a shared universe franchise. Like the Marvel superhero movies did, except the Conjuring. And the Conjuring did it in a clever way. They did it uh, very slowly. They did it uh, rather quietly to where only really now are they admitting full on that this is a shared universe and there will be other films. And uh, hopefully there'll be stronger stories than this one. Otherwise, it'll fizzle. But that's the way things go. You can have a trend and that's what trends do. Uh, but Conjuring Universe has done just that. And uh, again, uh, I would have thought that it would have been better if it was totally fictional rather than relying on actual events and people, you know, like the Warrens. Although I suppose you could argue, well, Knights Templar and, and Jesus and everything and all that is based. But, but I mean, the, the Warrens had a very specific recent story and that sort of thing. And you know, it's not real. Uh, but the problem there is, is there's other people claiming rights to those stories, like Animoville and stuff like that, which is why they're engaged in a lawsuit. Over, even though the Conjuring universe hasn't dealt with Animoville horror yet. If they will, I don't know if they will. They probably won't for that very reason. And so they're going to go with these other stories. So we'll see where they go. But that might have been a bit of a mistake. But the Conjuring 1 and 2 are, 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 are fairly good horror movies. And they're part of a new, the current stable of horror movies that they did. I think you can chalk that up to uh, the Insidious series and uh, Sinister. A sort of a similar mood there. That's uh, the, the current uh, style, I guess, of horror films now, uh, which abandons the stupid torture porn crap, which was other, just garbage. <laughs> I mean, there were some aspects of Saul, but it was really beyond just sickening garbage, just to be sickening garbage. And uh, the, uh, it's human centipede and stuff like that. I mean, come on. And then uh, the found footage trend, which uh, dominated horror for a while. And I think that's pretty much gone. I stand by the found footage idea, but the problem was that when it became a trend, uh, the good stuff was, uh, you know, somewhat crowded out by all the bad crap. And so that's too bad, but that's the way it goes. So there you have it. Uh, yes, the Conjuring Universe is apparently the only other successful <laughs> shared universe franchise at the moment besides Marvel, which Marvel uh, dominates, uh, the, the motion picture business as we speak. So, but, uh, hopefully there will be something else. It doesn't have to be horror movies. It doesn't have to be superheroes, but, uh, something, uh, we would have thought that would be the new star Wars, but no, <laughs> even star Wars, <laughs> uh, managed to poop the bed. But that, as they say, 
is another story. All right, I'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back as I present my classic take on War of the Worlds, Venus Attacks. Oh, and speaking of War of the Worlds, apparently the BBC is producing a television series based on War of the Worlds, and I believe this one will be an actual uh, uh, direct adaption to the story, which means it would be set in uh, 1898 and all that sort of thing. So uh, keep an eye out for that. All right, back after this. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do. And you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. Noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to TweakedAudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson, M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's TweakedAudio.com. Well, hello there. Do you like scary movies, but you don't want to watch them alone? Well, you can watch them with me. Yes, you head over to selfie.com slash Nelson, and you can get this classic, Frankenstein, yes! Dr. Victor Frankenstein, a closeted homosexual working in a castle on a remote Swiss island, attempts to create a perfect man, but his resultant creation turns out to be a murderous flashlit beast who must be destroyed. So he sends his girlfriend and young son to trap the monster. Also in this baggage deal is Flash Gordon, Space Soldiers Conquer the Universe, Chapter 3. Flash and his crew get caught in an avalanche, while Dr. Zarkov is in an aerial dogfight with mean thugs. After that, Zarkov battles his own crew over the break room microwave. This film includes music by Kevin MacLeod. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. So head over to selfie.com slash Nelson to order this today. That's S-E-L-F-Y dot com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it's just that simple. So head over there and order Frankenstein today. <laughs> That's right, girls. Whenever you hear that delightful sound, you know that it's the Wonderall's man with his super deluxe form-fitting vibrating crotch pantyhose designed to make you feel good. The Surgeon General has determined that Wonderall's pantyhose can lead to severe swamp ass, causing rashes, hives, oozing boils, and may develop into foul, odorous button crotch rot. Men should never wear Wonderall's as spontaneous castration may result. So don't be a pearl. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. No one would have believed that this world was being watched keenly and closely by intelligences greater than man's and yet as mortal as his own. That as people busied themselves with their various concerns, they were being scrutinized and studied perhaps almost as narrowly as a man with a microscope might scrutinize the transient creatures that swarm and multiply in a drop of water. 
With infinite complacency, people went to and fro over this globe with their little affairs, serene in their assurance of their empire over matter. Yet across the gulf of space, minds that are to our minds as ours to those of the beasts that perish, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded this earth with envious eyes, and slowly and surely drew their plans against us. From Radio Misfits, the Mr. Nelson Show presents The War of the Worlds. Venus Attacks. Time for the top of the news from KRP 101 AM News. It's 8 PM. The deadline for a budget deal came and went, so once again the government will shut down. Congressional leaders said the president was being a grandstanding doo-doo head, to which the White House responded, I know you are, but what am I? Authorities are still baffled by a series of power outages across the nation this week. The mystery is compounded by the fact that power outages are being reported all across the world. Some have speculated on recent unusual atmospheric conditions, while others suggest possible terrorism. But Homeland Security said there's no evidence of terrorism. Uh, there's no evidence of terrorism. The investigation remains ongoing. In a possible related story in science news, NASA has been reporting on strange seismic and atmospheric activities on the planet Venus. Some theories range from natural phenomena to wormholes opening and warping space around our planetary neighbor. No theories, however, on whether this is linked to Earth's recent atmospheric occurrences. In local news, Mayor Biggins says plans for the downtown restoration will go forward, despite Bed Bath & Beyond withdrawing plans for a store next to Rotorooter. In weather tonight, we have a chilly 60 degrees with patches of fog with a full moon to boot. Perfect for Halloween. That's the news. Now stay tuned for Saul Chonga Nightly. Saul Chonga Nightly! Yeah, this is Saul Chonga, and I'm going to be spending my Halloween night with you! As my regular listeners know, each Halloween I play for you an old radio scary story. And tonight I'm playing the champion of them all. I've played it before, but it's been a while, so I'm bringing it out again. I am, of course, referring to Orson Welles' classic adaption of the H.G. Wells' War of the World story. In 1938, this story was adapted into a radio play by writer Howard Koch and was presented as a breaking news broadcast that ultimately fooled a million Americans into believing the world was being invaded by Martians. As a result, the show cemented itself as one of the all-time great Halloween scares. So, we'll get into that, and after War of the Worlds, I'll take your calls on what your favorite ghost stories, horror movies, and Halloween memories are. But for now, sit back... And enjoy the War of the Worlds. The Columbia Broadcasting System and its affiliated stations present Orson Welles and the Mercury Theater on the Air in The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. 
change in temperature. A slight atmospheric disturbance of undetermined origin is reported over Nova Scotia, causing a low-pressure area to move down rather rapidly over the northeastern states, bringing a forecast of rain accompanied by winds of light gale force. Maximum temperature 66, minimum 48. This weather report comes to you from the Government Weather Bureau. We take you now to the Meridian Room in the Hotel Park Plaza in downtown New York, where you will be entertained by the music of Raymond Raquello and his orchestra. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. At 20 minutes before 8 central time, Professor Farrell of the Mount Jennings Observatory, Chicago, Illinois, reports observing several explosions of incandescent gas occurring at regular intervals on the planet Mars. The spectroscope indicates the gas to be hydrogen and moving toward the Earth with enormous velocity. Professor Pearson of the observatory at Princeton confirms Farrell's observation and describes the phenomenon as, quote, like a jet of blue flame shot from a gun, unquote. We now return you to the music of Ramon Raquello, playing for you in the Meridian Room of the Park Plaza Hotel, situated in downtown New York. Now a tune that never loses favor, the ever-popular Stardust, Raymond Raquello and his orchestra. Ladies and gentlemen, following on the news given in our bulletin a moment ago, the Government Meteorological Bureau has requested the large observatories of the country to keep an astronomical watch on any further disturbances occurring on the planet Mars. Due to the unusual nature of this occurrence, we have arranged an interview with a noted astronomer, Professor Pearson, who will give us his views on this event. In a few moments, we will take you to the Princeton Observatory at Princeton, New Jersey. We return you until then to the music of Ramon Raquello and his orchestra. We are ready now to take you to the Princeton Observatory at Princeton, where Carl Phillips, our commentator, will interview Professor Richard Pearson, famous astronomer. We take you now to Princeton, New Jersey. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is, this is Carl Phillips speaking to you from the observatory at Princeton. I'm, I'm, I'm standing in a large semicircular room, pitch black except for an oblong split in the ceiling. Through this opening, I can see a sprinkling of stars that cast a kind of frosty glow over the intricate mechanism of the huge telescope. The ticking sound you hear is the vibration of the clockwork. Professor Pearson stands directly above me on a small platform, peering through the giant lens. Professor, may I begin our questions? Any time, Mr. Phillips. Professor, would you please tell our radio audience exactly what you see as you observe the planet Mars through your telescope? Nothing unusual at the moment, Mr. Phillips. A red disk swimming in a blue sea. Transverse stripes across the disk. Quite distinct now, because Mars happens to be at the point nearest the Earth, in opposition, as we call it. In your opinion, what do these transverse stripes signify, Professor Pearson? Huh. 
Not canals, I can assure you, Mr. Phillips. Dave. Although, that's the popular conjecture of those who imagine Mars to be inhabited. From a scientific viewpoint, the stripes are merely the result of atmospheric conditions peculiar to the planet. Then you're quite convinced, as a scientist, that living intelligence as we know it does not exist on Mars? I should say the chances against it are a thousand to one. Sorry to interrupt, folks, but we've got a news bulletin concerning the Carlos area that's, uh, that's south of Sulphur. Uh, an explosion has rocked a wooded area on Highway 108 West. No word yet on what caused the explosion, but authorities say the resulting fire is spreading rapidly and they're asking drivers to avoid Highway 108 West. Uh, again, an explosion has occurred in Carlos tonight. We'll bring more details as we get them, but for now, back to the War of the Worlds. We are bringing you an eyewitness account of what's happening on the Wilmoth Farm, Grover's Mill, New Jersey. We now return you to Carl Phillips at Grover's Mill. Ladies and gentlemen, my on? Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, here I am, back of a stone wall that adjoins Mr. Wilmer's garden. From here, I get a sweep of the whole scene. I'll give you every detail as long as I can talk and as long as I can see. The more state police have arrived. They're drawing up a cordon in front of the pit. About 30 of them. No need to push the crowd back now. They're willing to keep their distance. The captain's conferring with someone. Can't quite see who. Oh, yes, I believe it's Professor Pearson. Yes, it is. Now, now they've parted, and the professor moves around one side, studying the object while the captain and two policemen advance with something in their hands. I can see it now. It's a white handkerchief tied to a pole. Flag of truce. If those creatures know what that means, what anything means. Wait a minute. Something's happening. A humped shape is rising out of the pit. I can make out a small beam of light against a mirror. What's that? There's a jet of flame springing from the mirror and it leaps right at the advancing men. It strikes them head on. Lord, they're turning into flames. Now the whole field's caught up by the woods. The fires, the, the gas tanks, tanks of the automobiles are spreading everywhere. It's coming this way now, about 20 yards to my right. We're getting word that the explosion in Carlos was the result of a meteor smashing into the woods. <laughs> I, I know, this sounds like a Halloween joke, but uh, but sadly, no, this is happening. Uh, the fire department has as of yet to get the fires under control, and we're getting reports that several people are homeless, and there, oh, oh well, there are at least 10 fatalities. Oh, man, this is... This is just... Oh, oh yeah? Uh, Salt Newsroom's going to take this over, so uh, if you could wrap it up, and then we'll come in on this. Oh, 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 uh, okay. Uh, th that was Edgar Bluntley from our newsroom department, and they're going to take over to uh, cover this meteor story. Uh, so uh, stay safe, folks. Uh, this is KRAP 101 AM. This is Edgar Bluntley of KRAP News. As reported earlier, the fire department is still battling a raging forest fire off Highway 108 West in Carlos. The fire is said to be the result of a meteor impact on the Nelson Ranch property. 
Our very own Phyllis Carlson is on her way there to give us a report from the scene. In the meantime, reports from law enforcement are telling us that at least 15 houses are lost and that as of now, 40 people are dead with 80 more seriously injured. The fire departments of both Lake Charles and Sulphur have joined the Carlos Fire Department in an effort to control the blaze. Mayor Biggins has canceled the Civic Center Halloween party as resources are needed for... Phyllis is online. Oh, oh, she is? Yeah. Okay, we're going to Phyllis Carlson, who is on the ground in Carlos. Uh, Phyllis? This is Phyllis Carlson reporting from the Nelson Ranch in Carlos. The scene here is like something out of a movie. Several divisions of law enforcement are on the Nelson property as the fire department largely has the fire west of here contained. Um, what has a growing crowd here occupied is the apparent impact crater of the meteor that caused all of this. Phyllis? Phil- Phyllis, this is Edgar Bluntly. Yes, Edgar? So this meteor hit the Nelson Ranch? Yes, that's right. Uh, well, how much of the property survived? Well, actually, most of it, as the fire mostly ignited the wooded area west of the ranch itself. The crater is actually located in a pasture before the woods. Were there, were there any eyewitnesses to the impact? Oh, uh, uh, yes, as, as it happened to have with me Buck O'Nelson, owner of the Nelson Ranch. Uh, uh, Mr. Nelson, I, I understand you witnessed the meteor crash? Well, no, uh, I was in the house watching swamp people when one of them damn telemarketers called me to talk my ear off about credit debt or some such. Uh, yes, and, and, and then the meteor hit? Well, well, yeah. It was so damn loud it shattered my windows. My ears are still ringing. Well, uh, considering the rest of the damage, you really kind of lucked out, huh? Lucked out? That flaming hole in my pasture right there? That's where my cattle used to be. I'm ruined! Ain't no insurance for burning shit oh, from the oh, sky. Okay, uh, thank you for your story. What? what, what hey, I wasn't done. Where I'm kissing um, my uh, ass. Uh, I, I apologize. This, uh, this is live, so yeah. Uh, it, uh, it, it appears the police have surrounded the crater and and are preventing people from getting any closer. Phyllis, uh, why is that, Phyllis? Is there is there still a threat from fire? No, Edgar. It's, there's there's something strange about this meteor. Meteor. You can actually see the meteorite? I mean, it's still intact? Well, it's... I I don't think it's a meteorite. It's... This this thing is huge and, and smooth and shaped like... Well, uh, like like an egg. An egg? Could... Uh, I... Could this be a crashed satellite? Well, Ed, that would be my guess, but the... Oh! Oh! Oh, my! Phyllis? Phyllis, what is it? What's going on? Uh, Ed, this, uh... This egg-shaped thing in the crater, it's... It's rising out of the crater, at literally hovering above the ground. Oh! Oh! Uh, Ed, what, what? We're gonna back out of here and uh, uh, try to get to a safer distance. Okay, Phyllis. Yeah, you do yeah, that. Yeah, we'll call uh, back. Y- yes. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, as we wait to hear back from Phyllis on the scene in Carlos, we are getting reports that meteors, or these objects rather, are landing outside Houston. Austin, Texas, Biloxi, Mississippi, uh, back here in Louisiana and Baton Rouge, uh, Denver, Colorado, Atlantic City, New Jersey, uh, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, I, uh, just all over the nation. It's it's just a steady stream of these 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 landings. Uh, even reports from Mexico. It uh, this this clearly is something more than a uh, a meteor shower. We're we're also hearing that the the governor has called out the national guard and troops are being dispatched to Carlos and, and the Baton Rouge area as we speak. Uh, also, uh, Phyllis. Uh, okay, Phyllis is back with us, so uh, we'll we'll go to Phyllis. Phyllis. Yes, Ed. I- I'm with Captain Kevin LeBlanc of the state police. 
who are trying to clear traffic for emergency personnel and uh, the National Guard. Isn't that right, uh, Captain? Yes, that's right. Uh, access to the Interstate 210, Highway 27, and uh, Highway 108 West are being denied to civilian traffic to make way for the Guard. People are advised to stay in their homes until further notice. Uh, we're seeing National Guard helicopters circling the, uh, the thing. Yeah, that's right. The, the National Guard will be handling the, uh, this, this thing. And so, uh, oh, uh, yeah, I, I gotta go. Uh, uh, okay, uh, it appears the Guard is starting to show up now. Uh, and I, I believe that's Brigadier General Derek while also talking with Captain LeBlanc. Now, Villas, uh, while we're waiting to hear what's going on there, why don't you give us a more detailed description of, uh, of this object? Ladies and gentlemen, there has been a power outage, a massive one, throughout uh, the Lake Charles area, and we are on generator power now, but uh, internet service remains down. Uh... We got Phyllis back. Oh, okay. Uh, Phyllis? Oh, uh, yes, Ed. Something's happening. Uh, some people with General Meloso are approaching the egg, and it, the egg, and, well, the bottom third of it appears to be separating from the rest of it, and there, there's uh, some, some sort of pink or purple glow coming from it. I didn't, oh, oh. Oh, wait, there's... Now there's a light coming from the, the, the top of the egg now. Oh! Oh, my God! It, it's shooting them in with some sort of laser. Lord, it's shooting the soldiers. It, it's burning holes through their, their, their crutches. The, the guards are turning fire. Oh, it's shooting the helicopters down. Wait, it, 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 there's, it, there's smoke coming out of the egg. It's, it's, it's pink smoke. It, it's thick. It, Troops are dropping like flies. The smoke's coming. It's, it's, it's all around. <coughs> it, it smells like rotten tuna. <coughs> Phyllis? Phyllis! <coughs> Phyllis? I want to eat your balls. What? Appears we've lost contact with Phyllis Carlson. I, I, I don't know what to make of this. It it, it appears we're under some sort of attack. We've got Dan Reeves from WHATV Seven on the phone from the scene. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 Dan, Dan, this is Edgar Bluntley. Uh, what's going on? Oh, well, yeah, total chaos. Uh, the giant egg has left the scene, but it appears to be going north. While the left, left how? It's flying, just just floating across the fields here. I, uh, fighter jets are engaging it, but it, it it's shooting them down. <coughs> oh, uh, but uh, Dan, D- Dan, do you see our Phyllis Carlson? Uh, we've lost contact with her. Well, uh, <coughs> well, Ed, that's that's what I'm getting at here uh, about uh, about this chaos. It, uh, <coughs> it, it seems this pink gas is uh, it, it's making the men. <coughs> Sick and driving the women out here insane. What? What? What do you mean? <coughs> the women, including Phyllis, are now attacking the men. <coughs> they're they're 
I don't know how to say this, but they, they're, they're literally castrating the men with their teeth. <coughs> oh, the, the soldiers, they're shooting the women, but, but, but they, <coughs> they, they just get back up like, like zombies. I, oh, oh, God, the pain. <coughs> Dan? Ed, it's something, it's something about this gas, it, it, it causes severe pain and swelling in the groin. <coughs> at least, at least for the men. <coughs> this makes it hard to run and, and defend ourselves. <coughs> oh no! They found me! No! Dan? Dan! We've, uh... What's... They... I'm hearing sirens. Uh, it, it appears, yes, yes, uh, I see it now, uh, uh, hovering just above the Lake Charles Civic Center, surrounded <coughs> in, in a pink haze. <coughs> God, there's a thick stench of rotten tuna in the air. <coughs> uh, more fighter jets are firing on the egg, <coughs> and oh! They got it! They got a hit! The egg's burning and, and, and wobbling it. <coughs> oh no! There's, what the, there's a second egg. It's, it's shooting the jets down. We want to eat your balls. <clears throat> what? No! No! <coughs> no! Stay back! <coughs> balls! <coughs> no! Balls! No! Balls! <coughs> you wonder if that really happened, huh? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, thank you for listening. Do check out my stores. The Mr. Nelson at store at uh, Zazzle.com and Cellfy.com uh, slash Nelson for my poor man mystery science theater treatment of movies and and all the horror films at my Nelson theater at Cellfy.com slash Nelson are now marked down to 90 cents each. So dirt cheap until uh, Halloween. So head over there and get your uh, copies of uh, my Poor Man Mystery Science Theater treatment of such films as The Last Man on Earth, uh, Night of the Living Dead, uh, Moon of the Wolf, and stuff like that. So uh, head over there and uh, have some fun watching films with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Again, thank you for listening. We'll do it again next time. Good night, everybody.
The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. What? No! No! <laughs>